Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast where we discuss topics of life, faith, and whatever else is needed. For the good of the body. It's for the good of the body. I'm Campbell. This is Cole, and that's Ben. Here at the flat, we're talking about abiding. Here we go. We're talking about abiding here, right? Isn't that what we're talking about? I think that's what I heard. No, we were We're talking about about abiding. You know, I there's somebody told me once reduce, reuse, recycle. That's how I look at sermons. You know, Uh, (laughs) you you do one, you just give that sermon four times to different audiences, and you really squeeze all the juice out of it that you can. I'm somewhat joking, but that's how it happens sometimes. but this is a good, I feel like this is a great topic to discuss because I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's a ton more important things in life than abiding in Jesus. So, I mean, I think with the, the easiest place where this, this word comes up is in John 15 um, when Jesus is talking to his disciples about him being the true vine, right? And he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you can bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And in, ver- in the verse 4, they says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So he's using this branch, you know, tree, vine, tech, you know, example illustration to to try to grasp the spiritual concept of abiding in Jesus. You know, on the surface, like on the surface, for like a, like get outside of churchy Christian language, it's kind of a weird thing to say, abide in someone. You know what I'm saying? I guess some people would use the word connected to or something like relationally connected to someone. Right. That that would that would that'd be a decent alternative. But I think I mean I I really do think Jesus is getting after something super profound that is different than other like relational connection and other relationships when when he's when he's talking about this in John fifteen. That's what I think. What do you think? I totally agree. I think the phrase that jumps out to me is, uh, apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think, I don't think we believe that a lot of times. I think we can say it, but our actions show that we are self-sufficient. Mm. Right. We, instead of, instead of trusting God, we will work hard for something or... We will use our financial resources or other means to accomplish something with with the idea that we we can do something outside of him. I mean, I think that is a pretty hard thing to actually believe, though, because yeah, I, we, I we, we hear that, but then we can still think back in our life and think of all the different things we've accomplished. Yeah, and function. Right. It feels mm, like it does. Right. And so it's like, well... Yeah, you can say I can do nothing apart from Christ, but I've done this and I've done that. And and so it kind of, personally, I think, you know, I could look back and, and list off certain things that I've accomplished, you know, with or without Christ. 
and it's hard to really believe that that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've had some beef, even recently, I've had some beef with this verse because I'm like, what does this mean? So, I, I mean, the re- research I kind of did and, and getting into some of the, the Greek and um, looking back on some sermons from people before, um, and I didn't do a lot, so I'd love to, you know, learn from some other people too along the way. But, uh, I mean, I, I come down to, as as I teach it and think about it, it's like I can't do anything eternal, right? right? Or I can't do things that are like supernatural in nature. It says you will bear much fruit. That's the previous phrase. And right. then apart from me, you can do nothing. So what? So it's not saying nothing like you right. can't walk. Right. Right. Well, but there is there is a, like a maybe a different aspect of. Yeah, without God, you could not walk. You could not breathe because he has given you the breath. He's given you that common mm-hmm. grace. It's true. Mm-hmm. But, but like you're saying, like there, it's, it's not saying that you, you have to, I mean, you do have to have his, his blessing to be able to do anything, but there's things that you can, you feel like you could do out of your own strength, out of your own muster that wouldn't, like you're saying, Ben, have a, a fruit from it eternally, whether that be, in, a, in another's life, in your own life. Mm. Um, yeah. So he's talking about barren fruit. What is, Cole, what do you, what say you when it comes to bearing fruit in this passage in John 15 when Jesus talks about, you know, if, you can, if you're connected, if you're abiding in him, you can bear much fruit. You hear the phrase of bearing fruit often in scripture. You know, it's the idea of, of success, but also just a level of certain things happening from your actions, right? So when you pray for something, you bear much fruit, right? Maybe it's not what you pray for necessarily comes true, but you see God working in the area of what you're praying for, right? Or if you're working towards something, you see progress, you're bearing fruit, you're uh, you see the faithfulness of God. You are making um, disciples who then go on to make disciples, right? There's fruit there. You know, I think it, it's a level of success and it's a level of, um, I'm looking for a good word. Uh, I don't know, what would you guys say? I think I'm looking for I a word. I think that's one way to look at it yeah. is I, I've heard people say, okay, bearing fruit is like, whether it's converts or new disciples of Jesus, like right. going to bear fruit or like the success there, like I'm like, God is going to answer my prayers or whatever. But I think sometimes that I'm not saying it's not that, but a, an additional part is like, you think the fruit of the spirit, you think, yeah, yeah. Maybe you're praying for something you don't see it bear fruit in, in the way you were just describing, but your your process of being dependent on God through that is doing something in you, and you're that, able to see God working in your right. life. Yeah, you, that the fruit is within you. You you're becoming a person of peace. You're becoming a person of love. You're looking more like Jesus, mm-hmm. um, and in in that in both of those senses, that is something that cannot happen outside of yeah outside of abiding in Jesus. Is we can't make an, an eternal impact in somebody else's life, but we also can't like. I can't just defeat my sin on my own. I can't right. just become a person of love and peace on my own. And I think you'd say, that, I mean, bearing fruit is just reaping what God is trying to sow in your life. It's just being able to actively like cultivate that is your mm-hmm. bearing fruit, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I mean, and that, that phrase could be used for anything in life. You know, I mean like, yeah, if you study hard, maybe, you know, you'll bear fruit and the tests that you take or, 
or what you know if you try really hard in your job you know maybe you'll bear fruit but like that can be used in any kind of um area of life but in a specific i do think context. we have to be careful though because it can our culture can um equate those two things of success to like the bearing fruit like right. if i if i am faithful to walk like this with with christ or if i'm faithful to pray about this then i will bear fruit which is uh there is cause and effect and that seems like like a general rule but it's not it's not always specific mm-hmm. and so just because um you don't see fruit in that aspect doesn't mean that god isn't doing like you're not bearing fruit yeah mm. so um i mean to take this conversation to the next level like what is abiding in Christ? Is it something that you do? Is it something that you don't do? Mm. Is it something that you can decide to do? Or is it something that the Lord does through you? Mm. Good question. It's a good question. Probably yes. Yeah, I was going to say, uh. it's a, it's a, I think it's a relational dance. It's not something that you mm, passively dance. have. Okay. It's not something you passively have done to you by God without, like, against your will. Right. But it's also right. not something that you have the strength to say, all right, I'm a white knuckle God. I'm going to abide in you. Like, without it, apart from him, yes. we can do nothing. Yeah. 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 So I think it, it in a, in, it's like relationship. Yeah, there's both. effort. There's yeah. definitely effort. I was just walking down the street today. Um, just just praying to God and going, I'm, I'm abiding. I'm abiding today. I'm trying to abide right now. I'm trying to focus my mind. I'm trying to focus my, my what is it? Mind's attention, heart's affection. I'm trying to just push that towards Jesus, so that I can get more of Him and more of His way in me. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the conversation about abiding in Christ also correlates a lot with just the idea of like, how do I simply glorify God in the everyday? Mm, every, totally, totally. Every day when I, no, ma- no matter what I'm doing, if I'm working, if I'm not working, if I'm on a vacation, like, how do I glorify God with my life? And it brought me back to this book I brought. It was uh, Pursuit of Holiness, Jerry Bridges. Ooh, Pursuit of Holiness. Great Shout out, Jerry. But he talks about mm-hmm. in here the. The, the struggle and the tension between obedience and dependence oh on God okay. and I feel like that conversation really correlates a lot with what it means to abide because a lot of people would say abiding is solely being dependent on God mm. and the other camp would say abiding is being obedient to God mm. Mm. but is it one or the other is it both is it a specific mix what do you guys think Another yes. Yeah. Another both. Dependently obeying. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, the more you lean on God, the more you depend on God for, like, strength and help in the morning, right, the more you got a better shot at obeying him in the afternoon. Right. So that comes down to practical things like dwelling in God's word, right, abiding in God's word, being disciplined in, in prayer, being around community of believers that are going to, focus you on those things so there are some practical steps right uh, i mean but i don't i mean we all know that it's not just about all right read your bible go to church and pray you know like that those things like 
we're getting after something, and I think we're getting after because Jesus was getting after something much, much deeper, much, much richer. Um, and I think what's probably the most challenging for me in this passage of John 15 is he goes on to talk a lot about love, right? He talks a lot about if you are a disciple of Jesus, then you'll be a person of love. Mm-hmm. And that's just super convicting because it's not, I don't know, not my natural state. Or I had a lot of people growing up where I looked up to. I'm like, well, these guys are like church leaders or preachers, but they don't, they're just not very nice. They're really good. They're really good speakers or something like that. Uh, but, you know, not super lovey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He has a line in here like um, it says, you know, to live by the Spirit, which is a lot of what we're talking about, is to live both in obedience to and dependence on the Holy Spirit. There's a balance mm. then between our wills expressed in obedience and our faith expressed by our dependence. Yeah. Totally. It's a dance Campbell was talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that, like yeah. that dance you and Megan about to go to. That's right. You're about to go to a barn dance. Shout out, two dance. You can think of you can think of abiding as you two step. Well, and here we go. Let, let's let's touch, let's touch on each one of these obedience and dependence. What are ways that we can better be dependent and better be obedient? I think for dependent. A, a, this goes back to what I was saying earlier, is it's just asking. When we don't ask, when we don't... Mm-hmm. A, a rule of the kingdom is is asking God. Jesus says multiple mm-hmm. times, ask and you'll receive. Like, I just ask yeah. me. I'm your good right. father that wants yeah. to give you good gifts. Yeah. But when we don't ask, it's sh- it's showing through our actions that we are not dependent. Ooh, we, are, mm. we are self-sufficient because we don't believe we need... Yeah. To ask. That's why I would say, I mean, that's yeah. one practical thing for I got the obedience one. Yeah, go ahead. Well, John 15, he, he, he keeps going on, and Jesus is saying, like, you keep my commandments, right? Like, he all over First John, he's like, hey, how do you know if you're my disciple? Well, you keep my commandments, and the commandments are not burdensome to you. Verse 10, John 15, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you that you, you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. And he keeps going, this is the commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. So he's like, you want to know if you're abiding or you're keeping the commandments. And I think we, t- we jump to, okay, Ten Commandments and like, don't do this, don't do that. And I think that's where we get off because as I dig in a little bit further. Yeah, but what, it, what does he define as the commandments as right there? Well, yeah, he defines it as love, right? right. He's right. quoting, he, he quotes himself back in chapter 13, verse 34. Of course, he's not like quoting chapters, right? He's just talking to people at the yeah. time. We got to remember that, right? He's having a conversation, but he already just, he just told them a minute ago, um, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love, if you have love, for one another yeah and so the commandments thing and this is i think what he's getting after in matthew 28 when he says go therefore and make disciples teach them to obey all that i've commanded you baptizing on and on and man the commandments is it's it's wrapped up in love like at the end of the day if you're loving people like with real love not we're not talking like love is love feel good love romantic love i mean like jesus style love 
like the compassion and the, the gentleness and the faithfulness and the truth and all those things that are wrapped up, that I think your life looks, our lives will look more like Jesus's life. Mm-hmm. And so we will be keeping the commandments right. by loving each other. And there's a particular, there's a particular emphasis on loving each other, like in the household of faith. Uh, yeah. And I feel like, I think we're too often looking for something else. Like looking for something else. Give me another yeah. rule. Give me another tool. Give me another trick. Give me another theology. When it's like, well, we clearly haven't done this. Yeah. Yeah. Have you tried the one thing Jesus harped on the most? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about money. Yeah, we're going to talk about sex. Yeah, we're going to talk about all this stuff. But like, man, like love your brothers and sisters. Mm. I found so, I found the quote to go back to the dependence, not to not to jump, but yeah, I guess, it's a dance, it's a dance, yeah. a, or yeah, dancing back and forth. This is the quote back. I was kind of riffing off of. It's from a praying life. It says that if you are not praying, then you are quietly confident that time, money, and talent are all you need in life. Mm. As a result, you'll always be a little bit too tired and a little bit too busy. Yeah. And I just. Whoa. It resonates. So you know, it it resonates. Um, it's too hard. It's too hard, man. Well, on uh, I mean, on, on this book here, on this book here, the two things that Jerry hits on dependence. Shout out, Jerry. He says that we express our dependence on ho- the Holy Spirit for a holy life in two ways. The first is through a humble and consistent intake of Scripture. Come on, that's the Bible. And then you know he goes on a little bit farther, but I'll jump to the next one. He goes, and the second way we express our dependence on God is to pray for holiness. Pray, read the Bible, man. Right. And, it, and it's this idea that, like, you can't become holy, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you want to become holy, but you can't do it. You have to pray for holiness. Mm. And just simply being obedient is not being holy. Right. And so, because mm. I think a lot of times we ask for God just to give us the ability to be obedient mm. and not for God to help us to be holy make us holy you know set apart for his purposes yeah it's funny uh, you know what's funny is you can get old books you can get new books and they're all gonna say the same thing thing. (laughs) pray read your bible go to church it's like it's like (laughs) the the spiritual disciplines it's like they they kind of come back to those two things obedience and dependence like yeah no okay what is prayer but depending on god what is fasting but depending on god what is yeah. reading but depending on god for truth you know well and on the obedience part he touches here you know about the holy spirit he says after the holy spirit has enabled us to see our need and created within us a desire for for holiness there remains something more which we must do he must give us the spiritual strength to live a holy life mm. right mm-hmm. this idea we that like help. even in our depend or even in our obedience there's still that dependence right yeah. yeah, I mean, isn't that Second Corinthians twelve, like thorn in the flesh? It's just Paul going like, "When I am weak, then I am strong." Right? Yeah. Because why my Christ's power is made perfect in my weakness, so I'll boast all the more in my weaknesses because it's going to draw me to be more dependent on God. Right. Uh, yeah. Mm. Man, obedience Abide. and dependence. That's good. Obedience and dependence. I think I think it it would be uh, easy to encourage myself to dive into scripture more when I look at it through. Uh, this is how I actively give some dependence to the, like the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And and through prayer too. I mean the same way. But like this isn't me trying to do something to be obedient. This is actually right. the opposite. This is dependent. me trying to be dependent. And yeah. then that flow that will flow into obedience. Right. Because I yeah. think if if your mindset of me being obedient is reading the Bible and praying instead of it could be an action to show your dependence yeah. instead mm-hmm. of your obedience. Yeah. And then there's the step of okay, I'm praying. I hear God. Tell me something. Am I going to take that step? Now, am I going to be obedient? I read something. Oh my god! It calls me. Okay, that's great. Am I going to? Am I going to be obedient? Am I going to be yeah. obedient and love my neighbor no, today? That's so true. Dude, that's fascinating. How like I think you're right though. Like too, like I'm being obedient by, by praying reading and, and reading. reading. It's like yeah. I mean, hopefully you're going to learn something from the Lord right. or get a nudge to go actually be obedient with someone because yeah, every time it's talked about obedience, dependence, like it's about loving people it's mm. about doing something good so there's definitely action involved right we talked about that the dance of like you doing stuff and effort and leaning on god like it's right so i i just think i i don't know this is another yeah. story for another day but i think the theology that likes to separate them so hard into mm. like you know faith and works and belief and action like yeah. it just does a disservice sometimes yeah and, and I'm I not think, saying it's all bad. It just does a disservice. I think when you when you water down the dependence on God, or sorry, obedience, um, mm-hmm. as just reading your Bible and praying, you're missing so much on yeah. what being obedient to God could truly be. Dude. You know, He's going to give you so many opportunities to truly get to step out in faith and be obedient. But when you simply look at obedience as reading your Bible and praying, like you're just gonna miss out. Looks on so a lot, much. Also looks a lot like like a Pharisee. Yeah, no, hundred so, percent. Like that's how gosh. they were being obedient was to do oh that. They're pretty just, doggone good at it. <laughs> they're a lot better than. But I they was. flipped it, right? right? That's that's how they right. became. Uh, whatever the opposite of yeah. dependent is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, independent. You, yeah. Dude, this is this is yeah. good stuff, man. This is really helpful to like go into Bible readings like, hey, this is an act of dependence on God. Right. Stop getting it out of your head like, I should do this. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, like, all right, I'm depending on God. So I got a shot to be obedient today. Yeah. yeah. No, like, I'm choosing to do this because, like, it is a level of dependence. Yeah. You know, because and I need this, this word from the Lord mm-hmm. right in my mind so I can know the right thing to do. And I need to ask the Lord to come through because I can't do it on my own. Yeah. Yeah. And continuing to accept that truth and, and reject the lie that we can, you know? Right. Yeah. No, mm. I reject the truth that I can get through today without you, God. I, the lie. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I reject the lie that I can get through today without you, God. Yeah. Like, I no, accept the truth that I need to hear from you. Whoa. I need to abide with you. Yeah, at least for me, this is actually a really good reminder. <laughs> this, is a good, this, is a good, this is a good reminder. See, I t- yeah. I've been teaching John 15, like, four different places, and I, I just learned... You might At least to, two new things. You might need to go a couple more places. <laughs> I might need to keep teaching it. That's where reduce, reuse, recycle. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, it's going to get better now. It's going to get better on the next well, round. That was good. That was good. I enjoyed that. You think if I go back to the same church and teach it again, they'll notice? <laughs> How long <laughs> different? <laughs> man, I want to go read my Bible now. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, well, Cole's going to go read his Bible. We encourage you guys, you listeners, go read your Bible right now. Read your yeah. Bible. As, do a, but as, do as an act of obedience. No, as an act of dependence. An act of dependence. Come on. Hey, guys. All right. Don't be a Pharisee. Love God. Abide. <laughs> all right. We'll see you, see you next time on For the Good of the Body podcast. <laughs>